0: Welcome to the Point After on WDVE Pittsburgh. The entire Steelers radio broadcast team is here to break down the last game. Here's your host, Missy Matthews.
1: Hi everybody, happy Victory Tuesday and welcome to the Point After. It is Missy Matthews with Tunch Oaken and Craig Wolfley inside the WDVE studios. A big Monday night football win. The Steelers winning 26-16 over the New York Giants. Guys, starting one and zero is uh, not a bad thing. Maybe there were some bad things that happened. Some things they can work on, as Coach Tomlin said. But Tunch, that's the way to start.
0: Yeah, you know, it it looked like a preseason game. Uh, the first quarter, the first quarter and a half. Uh, you know, Ben got uh, uh, the drive uh, at the closing of the half, and that was uh, uh, great. But you know what? Uh, because of no preseason games, Missy, it made sense that they. Uh, Look, they, they struggled and they there were mishaps and, uh, you
2: know, it, it was what it was. No question about it, Chaluch. You know, you, we're watching it you know, last night, all of us sitting there together and you're going, okay, this isn't unfolding the way we anticipated right. at all. And of course, naturally, you go back to with the lack of preseason, none of your thoughts were really being validated as you went along through the phase one, phase two, what have you. And so certainly getting that look last night, it did validate or invalidate a lot of thoughts that we did have. Well,
0: we, you know, we thought Andrew Thomas, the rookie uh, fourth pick from Georgia was going to be eaten up by uh, Bud Dupree and Wilhelm Hernandez. We thought we're going to, was going to get eaten up by, uh, uh, by Cam Hayward and Nick Gates, because he didn't start at center. His, that was his first start. He started at right tackle uh, so many
2: games, and uh, Tyson Alu had his way with it. Oh, him. he did. Yeah, yeah. Right, that one kind of fooled me, because I thought Cam Fleming was going to have a harder time with T.J. Watt, yeah. and I thought Bud Dupree was going to get after Andrew Thompson, and they did. They both did. Yeah. But it was like, I expected, I think the anticipation was like, more. Yeah. I need more. You yeah. Know? yeah. And it just... More pressure, more pressure, more pressure. And so that was, you know, it just kind of unfolded as we went along.
1: Now, Ben Roethlisberger said prior to the Monday night game, he was going to be shaking like a leaf, have a little bit of the jitters. Coach Tomlin even admitted that he always does with that first game. Is that something you guys have experienced? Is that real?
0: You know, um, Mm -hmm. Missy, all 14 years, there wasn't a game that I wasn't nervous for. Uh, and I was shaking like a leaf. Uh, preseason, uh, regular season, and postseason. You know, the the f- the fact that you're playing a game and you want to produce and you don't want to give up a sack, and uh, you go into that game with butterflies in your stomach shaking like a leaf. Uh, but uh, when you get out there uh, and the kickoff goes and you, uh, you know, you're the – the butterflies subside a little bit.
2: Well, the first big hit. But, yeah, uh, I would say a guy who was a mentor towards me, the great Sam Davis, uh, who uh, has passed away, but um, he was a great Steeler player, right? A great, um, you know, four-time Super Bowl champ and captain. Uh, he, I asked him one time. I remember in his 14th year, and I was it was a preseason game. It was my first year, and I said, uh, "Sam, do you do you ever get over the nerves part?" And he looked at me, goes. If you do, it's time to quit, <laughs> and that's the truth. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, you we were f- we were focused, and uh,
0: uh, Chuck Knoll made us focused. Oh yeah, yeah. No he doubt about it. Made us
2: focused.
1: All right, last night, guys, Ben Roethlisberger, the return of Big Ben, we have been anxiously awaiting. You know, training camp was exciting. Even the videos that he was posting off of his phone right. of him throwing a football this offseason were exciting. But to see him do it in a real game, going against a defense that wanted to hit him. You right. know, he asked for the bums from T.J. Wadding Company. I think in practice they knew better than to, uh, you know, mess with number seven, but completed 21 of 32 passes, 229 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, no interceptions. Take me through, I guess, the highs and the lows of the game last night for you, Tunch, watching Ben as he got back to his first game.
0: The two touchdown passes to Juju were awesome. And the uh, sideline pass to Jay Claypool. Chase Claypool. Uh, Chase Claypool uh, was uh, very good. And then the touchdown pass uh, to James Washington uh, was great. You know, the one thing that you saw – uh, about Ben is he put a lot of velocity on the ball and his tire, his spirals were tight uh, you know uh, uh, Mike Thomas said I, I I'd like his spirals to be a little tighter but it was last night and uh, he saw the field well and he was moving well and uh, you know I think uh, Ben's gonna have a big year
1: Wolf, what would I, I know? You got a little nervous when we saw that black jacket. Yeah, sleeve go that on.
2: sleeve that went up. I kept thinking, is he in the arm wrestling league that they have? <laughs> you know, because that's what those dudes do. You know, after a match, you know, you get down and, you get, and they growl, growl at each other. Right. You pull the sleeve on so that you know your arms warm still. So when that sleeve went on, and then somebody said, "Well, Mason's warming up." Now you're going. Oh, what what's going on? And so that did bother me some until I remembered. Well, you know what I remember now. You know, being on the sidelines, as you and I normally are, uh, you remember that intermittently. The backup quarterback picks up the ball and starts chucking a little bit. So you don't want to panic about it. But when he went butt over tea kettle on a couple of pass rushes, and one of them landing when uh, you know. Zach Banner kind of blew out his knee, and he fell over. Yeah, back. and it Banner. just that did bother me a little bit. There was there was a little too much heat in the kitchen. He was quote,
1: flexing it a little bit. Yeah,
2: yeah he was the whole knee. Remember, we we're sitting there going that he's telling the doc, "Go away, go away." Yeah. You know, and so that did bother me some. But Ben, true to form, uh, the guy cowboys up and plays tough.
0: So Doc Bradley came up to him, and then uh, uh, Ben said. Get away! Get away from me! Get yeah. away from me! And, get away from me with yeah, that! And, you know and, how would they say it in Turkish, yeah. huh? <laughs> get, get burdan, get burdan. There you go. Yeah, there yeah, that's what. Right. Get, get away. He
1: was staring at his surface, reviewing the previous drive. He was, he was focused, and we did learn afterwards from Ben the black sleeve is actually just a sleeve the equipment guys cut off of an old jacket. He yeah. said it was a little brisk. You know, it was a night game, as we heard from uh, Alec, who was at the game at MetLife Stadium, who works in our video department. It was a little windy. So he said, "Hey guys, I was just keeping it warm. That's all it but see, was." see,
2: this is how rumors grow. Yeah. We're sitting, right. looking at it, going, "I don't know. He, well, he's not arm wrestling." So, oh, that's he pulls that sleeve on. Now is it? So, oh, wait a minute. It's looking a little bulky. Is that got like cold elements in on the inside? I thought of it, it, it was ice. I, <laughs> yeah. thought it was ice. I, I thought it was ice. You're ice at feeding first, my too. frenzy, and then yeah. you're going, "Well, Mason's warming up." Ah. <laughs>
1: Well, unfortunately, we were kind of under that quarterback watch last year where when we were down on the sidelines, it was always, hey, you take this side, you take over uh, here. You know, there was three different quarterbacks that played last year for the Steelers. (laughs) There's a reason to
2: get worried, you know?
1: But we are good. Ben Ben said the elbow, he was still feeling the adrenaline, felt fine after the game, expected to be sore today. I'm sure a lot of guys, uh, even some of the defensive guys, you could tell we're getting a little winded, especially with that 19-play drive. But – Sticking with the offense, unfortunately, we do have to talk about some of the injuries. And Coach Tomlin spoke today because it is Tomlin Tuesday. Said in terms of Zach Banner, the only thing he can say right now is he will not be playing against the Denver Broncos. Still waiting for more information. He said, though, he will leave the light on for Stefan Wisniewski, who's dealing with a pec injury, James Conner, an ankle injury. And then in terms of Dave DeCastro, who was ruled out of this Monday night game yesterday, said, he's hopeful he's able to work tomorrow. So that's an, a lot of offensive right. linemen. Right. And uh, you guys are my experts. So uh, why don't you take me through where your head's at right now? Again, we don't know anything other than there is no Zach Banner on Sunday. Yo,
0: know, Missy, the the starting five of an offensive lineman, uh, of, of an offensive line, uh, there is a, a great deal of chemistry. There is a great deal of friendship. There is a great right. deal of camaraderie, and uh, uh, when you start the starting five through the season, you guys uh, know how to communicate. You guys know how to uh, uh, admit uh, uh, call-out blitzes. Uh, and you,
2: you, you operate almost yeah. on a level where you don't right. need words. Yeah. You know what I mean? It really gets like that. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand when you have a good line that you can keep together several seasons in a row, um, you can, when I came to the Steelers, uh, Sam Davis has been the left guard for about a decade, John Cole, but decade and change, whatever, you know, those two together lining up, they wouldn't they even grunted. They, yeah, they'd look at each other at the <laughs> line of scrimmage and they would grunt. Rrr, rrr, rrr. That's about it. And, and then I when, got and in and there and
0: when, when, uh, when Wolf went in, he said, Kobe straight
2: turn. I, I'd we go, gee, Oh, we got a four, three with Zach over Q. We got this. Da, da, da. And Colby at one point goes. Would you just shut, shut up? up. <laughs> so.
1: So we know there will not be Zach Banner at right tackle. Right. You would have to assume Chukes. Chooks, Chooks yeah. is going to be the said man. the entire time it was a close battle between those guys. Both were starter capable. We heard that throughout all of training camp until he made the decision last week that Banner was going to get to start on Monday night. So do you leave – do you change anything else, not knowing what's going to happen with Wisniewski?
0: You know, you you don't change two positions. Uh, I I am I was very impressed with Kevin Dotson and uh, uh, his play, and uh, Chooks uh, was a, a a very good player, and I was he surprised. He is a very good yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised that Zach was called a starter. Uh, because I thought Chukes was going to be the starter, uh, but you know when it, when guys are neck and neck, you don't you don't lose confidence in Chukes. You know I I I am extremely confident in Zach Banner. I love Zach Banner. He was using his hands well. He was uh, his feet were uh, great and he was run block great.
2: But you know Chukes is. The man now and the call could have been totally gut instinct by one of the coaches yeah you know, I'm sure with Mike Tomlin you come down to it you got two guys that are battling and going neck and neck and you got to make a decision and you just might have a gut instinct that said hey you know Zach but hey Chooks is the train's coming around a second time in a very short period of time you know when I was in college I remember our offensive line coach gave a speech he said "Men." The train may only come around once in your college career here. You better make sure you're ready to jump on board. And this is a second, third, in a way, opportunity for Chukes to be able to go out and establish who he is.
1: Now, Coach was asked today and said he is comfortable if Chukes has to play tackle on Sunday in terms of Kevin Dotson. He said, hey, guys. That is a different story. This yeah. is a young guy. He was injured in training camp. He has not had a lot of work. Right. So, how big of an effort will that be, not just for Kevin Dotson to prepare, but also for the coaching staff if that is what they move forward with against the Broncos?
0: Yeah, you know, you got to get Kevin Dotson uh, ready. Uh, you got to give him a lot of reps this week, and you got to work him hard, and uh, you've got to make sure his technique is sound. Uh, when, you know, on that pass play, his hands were up very quick and he punched, uh, and so, uh, you know, he's not going to
2: punch like a tackle. Though. Right. I mean, right, he's, right, he's a close quarter combat guy. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's the way he's going to stay within that framework. Right, right, right. You know? Right. Yeah. And so the only point I'm making with that, uh, he's got a better opportunity of being safe on the inside. Cause you got a guy to your right and a guy to your left and it creates bigger problems uh for anybody running free and he's a squat monster yes absolutely monster yeah i you know i look at this kid and um there's there's something i wish i could meet him yeah i would love to meet him because there's something about the way this kid looks he looks right at you and he's yeah. got he's got that that look that says don't screw with me man yeah yeah you yeah. know and i like that i yeah. like that he's not afraid that's for sure. And he
0: comes off the ball, and he's good in space. When he pulls, yes, I was very impressed. We saw with that him. track yeah, block yeah. that
2: sprung Benny. Yeah. yeah, Yep.
1: All right, guys. Well, it is time now for our electrifying moment of the game, brought to you by IBEW Local Number Five Wolf. You are up first. Tell okay. us your electrifying moment of the game.
2: It can only be from that uh, guy who's you know now got. I'm sure he's got some sort of. A bonus escalator for interceptions. That would be Cam Hayward. <laughs>
1: Big man interception.
2: <laughs> wow. You want to talk about see- – I love seeing in slow motion replay as that ball with Bud Dupree comes in and he bears down on Daniel Jones. That ball just goes up in the air and flutters. And you can see Cam. It's like all of a sudden it's like, whoa. Oh, here it comes you know i mean i remember as i was telling Dunch earlier uh, today on our show i said i remember the first time the, the onside kick it out in uh, san diego the ball came bouncing i'm right in the middle right in front of the kicker on the front line and that ball starts bouncing and it's like i suddenly my whole world just slowed down Whoa. to a crawl yeah <laughs> and and it's like i drank a whole thing of nyquil and it was like yeah <laughs> and that ball i remember trying to catch the ball, and that's when the headhunter showed up drilled me right between the chops, man. <laughs> I mean, that hurt. But anyhow, Cam Hayward, what a great job of right. squeezing the Charmin, staying in the end zone, which was huge. Right. And that was a big helper from Bud Dupree, who I love the quote from Mike Tomlin today who said, Bud Dupree is a dangerous man.
1: <laughs> that is true, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Tunch, very quickly, what is your electrifying moment of the game?
0: Uh, I like the James Washington touchdown. Um, you know what? Uh, he caught the ball cleanly, and it was a combat catch. And he, uh, uh, he planted his feet, and then he climbed over the guy. Uh, and, you know, he was very, very physical, and very, very athletic, and very, very agile. And I was just impressed with that touchdown, and I, I ran it over uh, at my house, uh, several times.
1: <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. The point after returns. Everybody, welcome back to WDVE, the point after. I'm Missy Matthews with Tunch Ilkin and Craig Woofley. I was just briefly scanning Twitter as we were in the commercial break, guys, and Zach Banner just posted a video to Twitter about 10 minutes ago saying, last night I showed I belong in the league. I'm very optimistic about the future and excited to be back stronger and better than next year. Hashtag Hulk smash. And uh, one of the things that he said is that he is having season-ending knee surgery on Friday saying quote everything is going to be okay I'm going to get over this I'm excited about my recovery process and going to come back stronger than ever next season it's another obstacle that I have to get over
0: is it an ACL
1: he'd I, I don't know I'll listen to it in the next commercial break no one's saying uh I, I don't see anybody saying that but again he's confirming he's right. having surgery Friday season ending yeah so.
0: yeah maybe uh uh, he he tore his medial collateral
2: ligaments and
0: no, I I he grabbed the outside of his. That's ear. what I was. Yeah,
2: that that's what I was saying. I hope it's not an ACL. Uh, the reconstruction. See Zach, if you were back in touch my day, uh, I blew that one out in what is it, eighty-five? Yeah, then the Third they three week in camp and uh, they cut it out and I still played oh, eleven. Oh I played God. eleven games that year. <laughs>
1: Medicine is much different these days. Thank gosh.
2: That's why he's got a knee replacement. That's why I got a knee replacement. Just make sure you do the rehab, Zach.
1: Oh, gosh. All right. Well, since we are talking about injuries, unfortunate news for Zach Banner. I think by the look on his face, the way the teammates reacted to him last night, um, You could just tell it wasn't going to be good. I think we're all hopeful, but unfortunately, as Zach Banner just announced on Twitter, having season-ending knee surgery on Friday. Um, But James Conner is another one that we're going to have to watch, guys. He was not able to make it into the second half due to an ankle injury, only six Carries for nine yards, but that meant it was time for Benny Snell football. Somebody in his second year who talked so much during training camp about, you know, coming in focused. He lost 12 pounds throughout the offseason, said the Steelers gave me a plan. I went home. I followed it. I came <laughs> up. I was in, in, you know, in good shape. I feel in really great shape. And I think Tunch, even just watching him on the yeah. fields at Heinz Field during camp, he just looked different.
0: Yeah. You know, Missy, I, I thought, uh, I was very impressed with his vision. Uh, you know, he he sees the hole developing. And I was very impressed with his speed. And he, he just kicks it into gear. And I was very impressed with his jump cut because, he you know, uh, he changes directions rather well. And I was very impressed with the way he bounced it outside. Uh, and uh, his speed and his power, you know, I thought – uh, when he lost 12 pounds, there was going to be no power, but I was wrong. Uh, you can see it in his, uh, uh, his gait that he, he plays low to the ground and he breaks a lot of tackles.
1: Wolf, he had 113 yards on 19 carries, his first over 100-yard rushing game of his career, quite the coming-out party for year two on Monday Night Football. Uh, what did you make and what do you think he improved on the most from last year to this year?
2: I think he got in shape. I think he got in condition. I think Chaluch pointed out really well everything that he's increased in his capacities to do. I also think that, you know, there was some uh, running behind a guy named Derek Watt that kind of increased his ability to cut off the full. I mean, who doesn't like to have a fullback in front of him? I mean, you're going to have – if you're a running back, you want that fullback in front of you. I think that's one of the things Eddie that, George. Yeah. Eddie George didn't like a fullback in front is, of him. But the point is, I think Derek Watt is going to be a nice addition. I think Benny Snell has obviously got himself in the type of shape. He's done kind of what Le'Veon Bell did. If you remember, Lev dropped some weight, some serious poundage. He's not lost any strength. Um, He was talked about as being a feature-type back. Yeah. Well, he sure looked like it last night because if you look at his carries, he went from 2 to 5 to 9 in the fourth quarter. He got stronger as the game went on. That's the mark of a good feature back.
0: You know, Missy, we all often discuss this. Uh, there is a maturation between a rookie's last game and his first game his second year you know all of a sudden the light bulb comes on and it came on for uh me and wolf and uh you know all of a sudden we got good uh rookie year we were not so good and then it's uh, called getting good or getting yeah, gone yeah that's right it's getting good or getting gone that's yeah, a great that's exactly part. what it yeah. is and so um benny snell is now good and i i, I i'm you know it's exciting to see. Yeah, it's exciting to see.
1: And his last game of 2019, that horrible pouring down rain game in Baltimore, uh he had 90 plus yards right. too. So as you said, building. Yeah. Building off of and it. Let's not forget
2: year. Juju gets the ground hogger of the year right. for going after that ball when he got stripped. You know, that would have offset the whole evening. Had that ball, you know, stayed uh, you know, out there and somebody else got it. It was
1: literally Juju versus the entire Giants team.
2: I would say this (laughs) exactly. He is now Juju is at least the third most famous groundhog in Pennsylvania, behind (laughs) Punxsutawney Phil and Gus from the Pennsylvania Lottery.
0: Right, 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 (laughs) and you know uh, Juju uh, was being uh, punched. And uh, strip. Well, there's a lot of things
2: that go on in yeah, those yeah, piles.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: guys would know, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was surprised. It has happened. I, I was surprised <laughs> that uh Benny Snell didn't go after it. I um, think he was so disoriented Yeah, at Usually first. the guy that fumbles, fumbles is the most. Or it causes the yeah, fumble. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> you get panicked, Missy. Yeah, You're yeah. You're sitting there. Somebody might, in this room, might have missed a blitz, right? So, in the fourth quarter in Seattle, when the ball came loose, popped out of the hands of the quarterback, say Cliff Stout, and all of a sudden (laughs) you realize you missed the blitz, you dive into that pile. You start to fish hook, That's when you grab the and face you go, mask no! and yank, it. and you <laughs> grab the – And you scream, "No!" And you go down. And you you're a little rough and get to the bottom. And Ted but Peterson then got it. Your teammate has it. And I, <laughs> in the kingdom, I laid on t- the top of Teddy piecer I went, "Teddy, I love you," because <laughs> he recovered the ball.
1: <laughs> this was just a hypothetical situation. Hypothetical, right?
2: yeah. yeah. Not that it actually happened, mind like, well, you. Well, it did happen. Okay, you had to give me away. <laughs> and then,
0: didn't and then. Uh, you? Uh, oh, yeah in cincinnati on monday night well that's we don't yeah, have to go there yeah, either. yeah 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 uh he made a dummy call and you couldn't make a dummy call
2: on that call and uh i was the dummy ted,
0: ted peterson was choking
2: up you can't, you can't do that, that. teddy we're on monday night monday night football stop choking me <laughs>
1: Since we are talking about being physical, I think it is fair to say Juju Smith-Schuster, who you already mentioned, that wide receivers core. Right. uh, You know, when Juju was drafted, it – he looks like Heinz Ward. He's going to play. He's physical. James Washington. We've seen the stiff arm. We've heard how he's physical. He worked on the farm all off season. He's just, you know, ready to go working with Ben chase Claypool Steelers draft him. He's a physical wide receiver. He right. raises his hand to play special teams. I think that was very well showcased in terms of the offensive weapons that Ben now has options of guys to throw to, Yo,
0: know, he's got many weapons and, uh, uh, I think he's spreading the ball around. Uh, one thing I love about Chase Claypool, he is big, strong, and fast. And uh, uh, one of the things that I saw him do in camp was uh, swim a guy, but he clubbed the guy and he cartwheeled the guy.
2: Yes, he did. Uh, yeah, and he, it was he, Joe Hayden. Yeah, it was Joe Hayden. Joe Hayden was pressing him. And he got up there and he clubbed Joe Hayden. And when he left the line of scrimmage, that being the Claypool, Joe Hayden was not in front of him. Right, right, right.
1: And also Chase Claypool is somebody that, you know, Ben has said positive things about through training camp up to this point. Mike Tomlin, Randy Feekner, which is not usually how it goes in terms of, you know, giving high praise to rookies. But Ben even said after the game last night. He's proven he knows where to be. He's proven that he knows what I'm doing. And he said it was a 50-50 ball, and he made it.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, you know, one of the things that I'm impressed with Chase Claypool, he's got a, a, a great catch radius. And uh, he – He he
2: showed it on that Yeah, tapper and,
0: and, you know, he's uh, great on combat catches. Uh, you know, he he tucks the ball in, and he is very, very
2: aggressive. How about how he tickled uh, the the ivory, so to speak, there with his t- – you know, the t- tops of his shoes. Tickled the ivory? Yeah, it just – you know, there was a little bit of the, the rubber pellets, you know, got dusted yeah, yeah. up from the, the field. But, I mean – that's that's sensational to have that sort of sideline control right. such as he did. He exhibited it. I was really amazed. I was very pleased, very excited about this young well,
1: man. Well, here's my fun fact of the show Ooh, for you. Here this we go. is per NFL Next Gen Stats. They said that 28-yard reception down the right sideline by Chase Claypool had just a 13.8% chance of completion. It was the least likely completion of the season in week one.
0: Wow. That's a that's, that's I I don't know how
1: they figured that out, but that's a pretty uh, yeah, that's a pretty serious stat.
0: Yeah, next gen stats
2: are are. <laughs> I like Tunch
1: stats. loves them. <laughs> oh,
2: exactly. He's such a stat animal, You know, he uh, gets in there and rolls around with the like stats. I don't like stats. I don't like. stats. <laughs> no, really. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is not a stat. This is a question to both of you. So much has been talked about Matt Canada coming in as the quarterbacks coach, which makes sense. You now have four quarterbacks three of them are young uh, adding something to the offense as well I think everybody has been anticipating what are these wrinkles going to be he is known for motion we've seen what he's done in the college games. so Tunch what did you see that was maybe a Matt Canada effect like thing last night and do you think we will see more as the season progresses no
0: you know um, Missy I saw a lot of iron candy uh, a lot of motion uh, a lot of misdirection and uh, the best play that I saw was the uh, jet sweep to Chase Claypool uh, when he got the first down. That that You know, I was cheering uh, <laughs> you know, on, on that uh, play,
2: and that was a great call. Now, the only thing that I, I – I, you know, I used to call it the Canadian effect because it's Matt Canada and Chase is from Canada. So, you know, I, I was all excited about that. You know, and then, uh, well, you know, you got the pulling guard – bumping into the running back, bumping into the tight end, bumping into – and that's part of the problem when you get a lot of that eye candy until you got it down. And and the difficulty is – and, I mean, think about this. Rosie Nix was brought in to Indianapolis but let go because they wanted to go with a – when they signed Rosie, they wanted a fullback-led backfield because they're only a one-back offense. Right. But they let him go because they felt like we don't have the time after the COVID thing to be able to install – a fullback running, you know, fullback running back attack. And you're like going, oh, man, you got Matt Canada with some of this eye candy that we were all excited about, but you didn't have an offseason to really implement it as well as you can. So there's a few... Gremlins, let's say, in it, and they'll work it out, and I'm excited about it, but yeah, that was the problem. And, you know, Wolf said there's a lot of Canadian bacon on this play. No, no, that would be Chase Claypool. Now, that guy, because he sizzles, Canadian bacon is top shelf. Remember that.
1: (laughs) All right, let's quickly talk about special teams before we have to take a break. Uh, The kickoff out of bounds. Boz missed an extra point. I know that made Wolf very nervous. Uh, The muffed punt by Deontay Johnson. Do you guys just correlate that to the fact of what we're saying? There were no preseason games. The Steelers did their best. I'm sure every other team did as well to try to simulate live special teams into practices. But there was no practice for it in the preseason.
0: You know, Missy, I I, I saw um, uh, the field goal kicker from Tennessee, Kutkowski, uh, miss four. Uh, and uh, you know, the the thing about not having preseason games, you get you you're gonna make mistakes, and you're gonna make uh, a number of mistakes. But then you get uh, you you get your balance. And then uh, you know, like um, uh, Deontay Johnson, it hit his shoulder, and it uh, he fumbled the ball. But that he didn't fumble anymore, and he was uh, and he was pretty good. Uh, he, he, he bounced, bounced back, back well. Yeah, yeah.
2: He's Chaluch is exactly correct. You know what? There's one thing. You go out there, and you're facing usually 80,000 people. There was no people. Yeah. Very uncomfortable situation. You know, you got people that try to dissuade you, you know, when you're up there, uh, you know, trying to kick a field goal or whatever. Well, sometimes that mind can work the other way when you have such a lack of background noise and you start overthinking things. That's why you need preseason games. I hope they never get rid of preseason games. You can cut them down, but you still need a couple dress rehearsals. And last night was a dress rehearsal even into the second half, I think.
1: All right, guys, we're going to take a break here on The Point After. When we return, we are going to talk defense, defense, defense. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
2: Back to The Point After on DVE.
1: Welcome back. I'm Missy Matthews with Tunch Ilkin and Craig Woofley. The point after, and guys, we have barely talked about the Steelers defense. I know Ben returning was a very big deal and, you know, the different options he had as weapons on offense, but this defense, uh, Tunch, they picked up where they left off and then some from 2019 last night.
0: I was really impressed with uh, Vince Williams. You know, I I love the way Vince Williams and, uh, uh, Devon Bush uh, uh, play off each other. Uh, and, uh, they you know, uh, uh, Bush is uh, sideline to sideline. Right. Vinny is uh, thumper attack mode. Uh, and uh, Vinny had that sack, and they play off each other. Uh, and so, you know, Vinny's between the tackles. Uh, Devin... Is sideline
2: to sideline. Explain to me how Vinny times up sacks so well. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Tell, uh, Chaluch, was that not ridiculous? Yeah, yeah. You know, he he has a feel
0: for he does. the game. He does. Uh, you know what? And uh, one of the things that I see him, you know, uh, when uh, Ryan was there, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Shazier. Yeah, you're Ryan Shazier. Uh, and Vinny would come into the uh, film room in the scouts uh, room. And I would go in there right. with them, and Mike Mitchell was there too. And and I was I would ask him, "What are you guys looking at?" And I I learned a a little bit about defense, but Vince, uh, you know, he kind of cheats. He uh, <laughs> sees the play uh, as it uh, uh, as the cadence goes, and he cheats to the side that he thinks it's going on, and he guesses right. Uh, and uh, y- you know, and- I was just
2: surprised again at the way he gets freed up on some of these sacks. Yeah. It's like he's got a little ESPN thing going on in his head, and he knows where these guys are setting and who's picking up what. Right. And all of a sudden, boom, he was in there. I mean, he slammed. Daniel Jones. That was a howitzer of a hit. Yeah.
1: A savvy vet. And when I think of Vince Williams, especially last year, guys, I go back to that game when the Ravens were at Heinz Field, the first meeting, and how they were able to contain him. And a lot of it was what Vince Williams was able to do. Um, And, yeah, he's just a savvy vet and I think has really helped – with Devin Bush, you mentioned his relationship with Ryan Shazier. They called themselves Shake and Bake. Yeah. Uh, they were ready to go when Lawrence Timmons retired in terms of taking over. And I think Vince is also like a Will Gay in the sense that he knows what everybody on that defense right. is supposed to do. Yeah. So if there is a breakdown in communication, I feel like Vince is the one saying, all right. You go here, you do that, and that's Vince.
0: Yeah, and, you know, when he's yelling, he's barking at uh, people that go there and go
2: there, uh, and, you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a very brilliant player. Yeah, it just it reminds me, we had LeVon Kirkland on our show this past week, and we were talking about, you know, the uh, quiver and quake. Yeah, and, uh-huh. and, and he was Levan- called bake. <laughs> he goes – I get bake. How did I get bake? <laughs> you know <laughs> you got quiver. You know, you got Kevin Green, you got mm-hmm. Greg Lloyd, you got you got quiver. You got Quake.
1: How do I how do I get bake? <laughs> he
2: was he was hilarious. I yeah. love Kirk, man. Kirk is something.
1: Now, Tunj, I believe it was you or no, Wolf picked Cam Hayward's interception, the first of his career yeah. as your electrifying yes. moment. That was a nineteen play drive, 87 yards, it could have ended very badly and really switched the momentum of that game if Cam was not able to pull that in. By the way, he also boxed out Robert Spillane to make yes, sure he that did. he got that, okay? Cam saw it and was like, uh-uh, I this is for me.
2: I don't know how many plays in a row Cam had done, uh, you know, out there on that, or uh, let's talk about Bud Dupree. If he was out there for the entire time, talking about 19 snaps, right, right. the ability to go 19 snaps and do what bud dupree did when he blitzed and he was on top of daniel jones hitting his hand whacking him and everything like that let me tell you something that's that's a lung locker that is not easy and so that uh, kudos to him man that was that was something
0: 19 plays they were sucking air was oh, yeah, you wind. can see it, for Yeah, sure. Like we did sick. in
2: the Houston Astrodome when we right. had 23? Yeah. <laughs> Remember that one? Yeah. Oh, that was awful. And,
0: and uh, the, the cloud of smoke that was hanging over the uh,
2: – Yeah, Uh, down in Houston. Yeah, they'd smoke cigarettes. Well, the people with those cowboy hats like to smoke a lot of filterless cigarettes.
1: Oh, that's a horrible combination. All right, let's talk about Saquon Barkley and how the Steelers' defense made it known their plan was to go in to stop him. He had six yards for 15 carries. Ben Roethlisberger had 11 rushing yards. So (laughs) let's just put that into perspective. And Saquon's one of those guys that is used to putting up big numbers, he is a fantasy football favorite, uh, to put it that way, but T.J. Watt said after the game, the plan was to smash the run and to play fast, and they definitely did that last night.
0: You know, uh, uh, Joe Judge said, uh, we're going to play downhill, we're going to play physical football, we're going to play smash mouth football, uh, and uh, uh, we're going to punch you in the nose for 60 minutes. Uh, And, um, you know, I thought... Uh, Saquon was going to get a little more yardage than he did, but I was so impressed w- with the way um, uh, Stefan uh Tyson Alu Alu and Cam Hayward played. They dominated the line of sc- the line of scrimmage, and uh, uh, Bud Dupree dominated and T.J. Watt
2: dominated. And... Where was there to go? Yeah, yeah. I there mean, was... literally, the only thing he did right. was br- made a guy miss on a screen pass. Right. And he, again, you look at that and you go, wow, that was close to being an even bigger play than it was. Right. But that's the only thing he did. Yeah. And I thought, wow, Buttsy really had a nice game plan. Right. These guys reacted well. And I will tell you what, I enjoyed the matchup watching Saquon and watching Devin Bush because let me tell you something. Those guys athletically, yeah, they're very much mirror opposites of each other. You know what I mean? They could, they really have huge, huge athletic ability on both sides.
0: So Terrell Edmonds was in the box uh, most of the game, and and you know um, Mike Tomlin said we put our guys, uh, our secondary, in a tough situation, right, in jeopardy, and. Uh, uh daniel jones threw the ball well and he completed a lot of passes but uh uh saquon barkley was a guy that you was you gonna to beat him. you and you had to stop him
1: Javon hargrave was one of the biggest losses to the steelers defense this past offseason signing in free agency with the eagles we knew that tyson had it in him a former first round draft pick of himself did he surprise you or not surprise you last night wolf in terms of uh, stepping up Tyson. Tyson oh,
2: yes, he did. You know, I knew that he would play well. I didn't know he'd played that well. Yeah. You know, you watch him, his hands to the shoulders or inside position on top of Nick Gates was terrific. And he got after him. He was discarding bodies. Yeah. You know, Tyson was very physical and very athletic, doing a nice job when if he'd come off on the backside or front side. He played his gap. He played sound. He didn't get turned. He didn't become one-dimensional. Right. You know, he stayed with his shoulders square to the line of scrimmage. And Nick Gates, uh, he had, he had a a body full last he night. Dominated yeah, he, he dominated Nick Gates. He dominated.
0: You know, and you uh, one of the things uh, one of your points was so solid. He didn't turn his body. Yeah. He played square to the line of scrimmage, and he had a lot of tackles.
1: Yeah. Coach Tomlin said getting better on third downs for the Steelers' defense was something he wanted to see happen as they head into week two. Uh, what, if you could pick, would be the one thing you'd like to see them clean up, Tunch?
0: Um, you know, I I, I, you know, the, I, I don't think that I'd like to see anything cleaned up, but I'd like to see the collapsing of the pocket more. I, I think that I'd like to see Stephon Tewitt and Cam Hayward get a push and uh and then uh uh TJ Watt and Bud Dupree uh cut the short the angles uh, so you you know when when uh the po- pocket is pushed uh the quarterback has nowhere to step up and you made uh, him throw out of the yeah, well Yeah, and it
2: got better that way in the second half right right you know the only thing i would say is you have to understand that when you get into any of those third downs that are, you know, makeable, you got problems because you got Saquon Barkley back there. Yeah. And so, just that alone is creating that issue where you move Terrell Edmonds up and you're playing a little tighter line of scrimmage, and so you, you the cleanup is going to be better played by your coverage people. But understand that your coverage people also were were hung out a little bit to dry because of who was in the backfield. Right.
1: Now Ben said after the game that this is quote one of the best defenses I have ever played with. Fair statement?
0: Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh I the 2008 defense was a lot better.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: They were
2: amazing.
1: Yeah,
0: they were amazing.
2: But this this defense has an opportunity to be very similar. Think about the shutdown job they did and think about how that 2008 defense was also, what they said, an NFL record, right? the least amount of rushing yards or something like that, or club, I can't remember, that was a long time ago, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you you look at that, and it's a bit early, I think, for Ben to say that, but then again, that's Ben, you know, uh, <laughs> let him say what him he wants, yeah, he, I mean, I would say, he, he knows these
0: guys pretty well. Yeah, Ben is such an encourager. Yeah, that's true,
2: that's very true, Chaluch.
1: It is a short week, even though I don't. Even, it doesn't even feel like it's Tuesday. It so feels like it's Monday to me. But we did play on Monday is night. Is it football. Monday
2: or Tuesday? You're Today is Tuesday.
1: Me. I know it's very confusing. Uh, so the Denver Broncos played the late game on Monday night. So it is actually even in right. terms of having a short week. Yeah. Although they're flying here. But they had a home game. So I guess, you know, it's even every game, every team that was away week one is home week two and vice versa. That's kind of how the league set things up this year, which is the first time it's ever happened that way. Um, So they lost. I know you stayed up for some of it.
0: Right. Yeah, I I stayed up for some of it. And and I I, I watched the film today. I watched the film today.
1: They lost to the Tennessee Titans 16-14. to You mentioned uh, some of the missed field goals yeah. that didn't really happen, maybe some time management at the end of the game. Uh, a loss like that, knowing that you're now 0-1. There's still a full slate of games ahead of you, but you're now flying pretty far uh, right. to come on a short week. What is the mentality you think that group is going to have, the Broncos that is, when they come here to Heinz Field on Sunday? You
0: know, I think they're going to be tired all week, Missy. And I think uh, our guys are going to be hungry. And uh, I think our guys are going to be hungry and focused and uh, willing to pay the price.
2: Understand, too, that there is now going to be a greater, if there can be, a greater intensity to get a win because Denver, you don't want to start 0-2. You know the odds of going to the playoffs when you start 0-2. So they're going to come here with a lot of bad intentions. They're going to try to do whatever they can, obviously. Um, I'm excited. We got the home opener, which well, nobody's gonna be at, but
1: But we'll be there and we will be in the operational zone. <laughs> are
2: you guys gonna be on the first row or are all you I wanna, be wanna on the know field? is do I get a vendor? I want a vendor. <laughs> um, I want to get a burger, get a dog. While I'll I'm bring my there. mom snacks for all you. All right, thank you. <laughs> I'll bring you thank some you. trail.
1: I'll stuff my pockets. <laughs> Wolf and I will be in the operational zone, which some people are calling the moat. It is the first row. The we... moat. That's uh, that's what some of the network broadcasts were that's referring good. it to. But all the networks get to go kind of behind the team bench and the rest of the operational zone. For us, peons is the 30 and out to each side. So oh, my heavens. I will let you pick which side you would like.
2: Well, I'm left-handed. I can only be on the left side. I screw okay. up. Like, are are like you guys going to be next to the cutouts?
1: <laughs> I don't know if there's any cutouts. I wish, the I would tarps love, are out, though. I would
2: love to have a Chris Farley cutout. <laughs> that I you think can that carry would be around great. with yeah, you? me and Me and Farley hanging out. <laughs>
1: Oh, boy, I can just imagine. Oh,
2: Matt Foley, you know, the, the uh, uh, s- motivational speaker.
1: Yeah. There you go. Now,
2: living underneath the bridge down by the river.
1: Uh, the Broncos did officially put Von Miller on IR right. today. I think everybody knew that was where things were heading. Philip Lindsay, who was hurt in the game last <laughs> right. night, it sounds like he also will not be available. So, from what you did watch last night, obviously Von Miller, just one of those veterans on defense, right. who meant so much to them. Coach Tomlin said losing him is kind of like how the Steelers lost Ryan Shazier. So, what does that do for them? Tunch? Well,
0: you know. Uh... I Bradley Chubb and Von Miller are great pass rushers, and so if I was uh, uh, if I was Chukes I'd say, oh boy, <laughs> I, I, there there's no Von Miller. And you know Von Miller on the NFL Network today uh, was uh, had his foot on a uh, on a pillow in a cast, yeah. and uh, he had surgery. And uh, Bradley Chubb, I, I he's a little dinged up.
1: All yeah. right, and no Philip Lindsay on offense in terms of that. So, all right, guys, that is going to do it for our first edition of the Point After of 2020 for Tunch and Wolf. I'm Missy. We'll see you next Monday at 7 p.m.